Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Rambler Handed Show, and we're live on BradfordHead.com. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Is anybody there? Hello. So, hi. I know people in... Ouch. Whoa. What the hell? My microphone is going all possessed. Okay. Uh, hello, 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 hello. Okay. Well, folks, I know it's been a few weeks since I have uh, recorded a program, and uh, there's been a you know a bunch of reasons why. And uh, some days I just feel poopy, and then some days it's not so bad. Um, but I have to tell you that the last few weeks have been kind of crazy with work and I've been having some, uh, not, you know, bad as far as like health things, but some health things been going on and, uh, and then work's just been really crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, and this last month has been kind of, the month of September is not really the best month for me and you know for a lot of reasons and uh, uh and i will get into that in a moment um but just let you know uh roger's been doing the laundries uh because we're going to be going uh on a vacation so i'll be talking about that in a little bit as well so that's that's good and, and I'm going to be telling about some stuff that's going on and all that good stuff. Burp. And uh, so let me look at my calendar real quick. Let me see the month of September. Um, September 18th was a Monday. Okay. Uh, well, basically, I just want to do like a recap of some things that's been going on, and then I'll just, uh, and of course, I'm going to talk about uh, the horrific events that happened uh, the other day, as you all know, unless you've been hiding under rock, um, is the horrific stuff that's been going on in Las Vegas, and it's just truly heartbreaking and uh we all, I think we all can agree that uh, it's a horrendous thing and uh, we just need to stop this bullshit. So I'm not going to get into it, but uh, it's just heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, and it's like one person said, um, well, if a group of first graders getting murdered doesn't make anybody act, then what the hell do you think 50 people in Las Vegas is going to do. And I hope that we can prove those people wrong. And, uh, you know, and, and one thing I, I will say uh, real quickly is that um, I read what Jimmy Kimmel said last night, and I have to say that if you haven't heard it or read it, um, I did post it on Facebook, and I just thought it was really very powerful. And, uh, and, I, and then I even saw a video today of a person who is a hunter, a uh, you know, a gun advocate, and he was going on and on about how let's 
let's try to do something, folks. And, and so, you know, I just think that if we all can stop for a moment and think about how we would feel if that loved one was one of ours, you know. And, and I just think that it's important that we need to do something. And, you know, and I'm not talking about banning guns altogether. I'm just talking about banning guns that should not be for regular people. You know, um, I don't care if you are a hunter. You do not need uh, a, a fast, you know, shooting gun, a semi-automatic or an Uzi or whatever the hell uh, this guy had. It, it's just ridiculous. So, um Anyway, so that's my two cents, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, say anything else about that. But uh, I just want to say that, you know, like with work, the I guess it's been really been bothering me lately is just the way, uh, you know, this is a tangent to um, something that's irritating me is that, see, I drive every day for work. And recently I bought a dash cam, and so I've been recording uh my activity every day and it's just been incredible to see how other people are driving and and they're tailgating and they're like if there's a road construction and it says merge from the the right lane to the left lane and and all these people like myself who are as soon as you see the signs you merge over and then there's all these dumbasses who are then zooming past the people on the right lane and then they don't even look and they just cut over and uh, it's just mind-boggling how uh, stupid some of these people are in fact just the other day i mean i i come home and i'm just so tense uh from the way people drive i mean you'd think they're michigan drivers for god's sakes uh <laughs> um but oh by the way uh david said he was going to be in the room so i thought i would tease him <laughs> oh he just wrote rude okay um oh we have the good humor penguin we have uh david uh in here and uh they're um they said they're not hearing anything but i guess david oh david wrote the tune in app works so good humor penguin if you have the tune in app it should work um but i don't know why the regular chat room is not working so anyway um so i don't know that's just been i've I've been coming home lately and like one day i just i had to see the last few weeks i've been going all the way to the there's a a county in indiana called lake county it's all all to the west of it's like you know close to the illinois border and it takes me like an hour and a half two hours to get there and they have all this road construction and uh and also you know the because of all the road construction then there's only one lane and then the traffic's really bad and like there's spots like the toll road which is normally uh when you get off the toll road or excuse me get on the toll road there's you know the ticket thing and you get through it and it's like boom 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 everybody just goes there's a nice flow well the other day it took me 20 minutes to get from the toll booth to get onto the actual toll road and instead they had seven lanes they were all merging and normally it's like to two or three lanes well it was all merging to one lane and of course no one was wanting to be nice and let anybody in and so it just took forever and then from that point for like 10 miles it was one lane and you could go 45 miles an hour and it was just so it was just awful um and so that's my pet peeve this for the last month it's been road construction 
And then the, the bad thing is if I'm going somewhere and I'm actually busy and I'm, you know, I'm doing something productive, it's one thing. But when you go and you drive two hours and you get to your account and you get done and you made a $50 sale and then you have to drive two hours to get there and two hours back and you're dealing with all this road construction and, you know, it's just not good. And one day I was driving out to that direction and I'm on the, uh, there's a road 9094, uh, which is then, of course, goes to, you know, into Illinois. And I'm on this road and all of a sudden the lane, and I thought it was just, you know, normal construction and there was a backlog of traffic. And the next thing I know, um, what happened was there was a semi that broke down in the right-hand lane and then there was a truck behind it with its flashers going and no one, uh, the cops weren't there. There was no one to let people know what was going on. And so everybody's just inching along. And I was on that road for an hour. And of course, I, because normally when I have an appointment for work, I normally don't make a set appointment. Like I don't say, okay, I'll be there at nine because, because you never know with the traffic and stuff like that. And also if you go to a one account and you don't know how long it's going to take, so I could be there for 15 minutes or I could be there all day. And so I just don't know what time I'll get done. But I made a specific appointment for this account. And then when I realized that I was stuck in this mess, that I realized that I had So I sent them a quick email and I said, hey, I'm definitely going to be late. I just want to let you know. And they wrote back. And I ended up being, I, I sent them an email at 8.30 and I didn't get there till 9.41. That's how bad it was. And it was because of this damn semi. So it was just ridiculous. And uh, so it was awful. And uh, it's, so I was a little road ragey. Um, and then the other thing is when I'm sitting like that, you know, when you're driving and you're just not moving, that, uh, you know, I'm worried about my back a little bit because of the issues I've had. So it's just been crazy. So that's been going on. And so let me see. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, I wanted to read this something. This is something I, I this is something from an older post that I wrote um, about uh, a few years ago. And uh, there, see, there's this one show. It's called Life in Pieces, and it's kind of like a ripoff of Modern Family. Um, it's on CBS, and it's a really cute show. I do like it, and um, it's got Tom Hanks' son Colin and a bunch of other people, and it's really a cute show. So if you haven't watched it, uh, and if you have the CBS app, I would see if it's there. Um, and or if you get it, if you can DVR it or on demand it or whatever, I definitely would recommend you do it. Uh, but there is one picture episode, and there is a pile for line on the show, and I thought it was really, I think it's really, really, uh, in, you know, important, and I think it's, um, you know, especially reflecting the things that are going on, and and I thought I would share it with you again. I think I probably did uh, a couple years ago when I saw it but um the line is um what it is is the the parents or the grandparents are talking to their kids and then those kids have kids and uh and it says what you kids don't get is life is about these moments these pieces of time these slices of life that flash by but they stay in your heart forever and i wrote this is very true i want to enjoy the amazing people in my life my family my roger my friends my godkids they all mean a great deal to me and see, the thing is that when I wrote this, it was four days before my mother passed away. Um, and, you know, and that's like I was even telling my friend today because I, after, 
after Roger and I went and had dinner tonight, um, I, I had some stuff that I was doing at the library, and I wanted to get my exercise in. So I just grabbed the stuff, and I went for a walk. And it's about you know a mile and a half, two miles away. So I got out, and I called my dad, and then I called my sister, and then I called my best friend, Doug. And uh, my dad's been, here he is, 81 years old. He just turned 81 at the early part of September. And so we had spent some time with him, and uh, he's doing really good. And then my sister is having ups and downs with her health. Um, and I was talking to her the other day, and she was having some tough times. So if you want to, please send some positive vibes her way. Uh, because I got to see her the over the, the last weekend, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, the weekend before, and uh, we had dinner and then hung out a little bit, and it was a really good night, and she was feeling so much better, and and then the last few days, she's not been, so if you guys could do me a favor and send some positive waves or whatever to her way, positiveness, that would be awesome, and so I was talking to my best friend, Doug, and he's, of course, been the one dealing with the ups and downs of dealing with... um, uh, his health issues, and he's been battling a cold, and uh, and so he seems to be in better spirits today. So, but the, he's had a couple bad days, and then um, so I just think it's important to, you know, definitely take the time to appreciate and make sure you tell the people that you care about how much you uh, mean, to, how much they mean to you, because obviously you never know what can happen. Um, just like all those fifty nine people who went to. Uh, see this country music festival in Las Vegas for one moment they're having fun they're hanging out with family and friends and all that and then the next minute this horrible terror happens and unfortunately these 59 souls are gone and it's just heartbreaking and you know then you hear some of these stories about uh, these people who went above and beyond to help people and uh, I heard this one veteran was there and he was helping get people evacuated Um, I heard another one that this veteran like stole a truck and he was loading injured people onto the truck and he was taking them to the hospital to get them help and uh, you know and then you heard about these uh, retired people the vets were there that were responding about this heartbreaking story about this husband who heard the shots and then he was shielding his wife and he got shot and uh it's just horrendous and i was listening to the radio today and they were talking about some of these people and and i it's just it's just heartbreaking and and i guess that's what's the the whole point of that line is i just think it's important to you know definitely appreciate the things you have in your life and to Focus on the good and not the bad, and uh, and you know, and if there's something going on uh, that's minor that's driving you crazy, like I shouldn't be bitching about the driving, but you know, there's days that you know those things, those little things, just get to you, and you know, and they catch up, and you just you know let it bother you. But uh, the bottom line is the big picture of things. Your life's not that bad if that's your biggest complaint is oh I had to deal with traffic today. Um, you could have been one of those people that said, I just lost my so-and-so today. So, um, so I guess that's what I'm, I I think I need to take my own medicine sometimes. And I think that's, um, and you know, the other thing is like, like I'm looking at this one picture I posted of the sunset and, you know, and I love sunsets. I love looking at the, the sun going down the way it hits the clouds in the sky. And it's just beautiful. And I think a lot of people don't take the time to appreciate those little things like that 
and they're like, oh, it's just a sunset. And it's, and, you know, but it's not. It's, it's an end of another day. It's an end of another uh, day that you're never going to get back. And I just think that's important to appreciate those little things. Um, so that's all. So I, I don't know. I'll just rambling on. There we go. Um, uh, la, la, la. Okay. Um, and see, one of the things I shared is I thought this was um, quite hilarious. And uh, it's called Coming to the Gay Agenda. They worked at their jobs. They shopped for groceries. They even went to the movies. A true horror of our times. They lived the gay agenda. See them do their laundry. Hear them take order takeout. Fill your spine tingle as they watch TV. Oh my God. And, um,. So I thought it was funny. And then over in the corner it says, rated PG. Please get over it. You know, and, you know, and then you hear about this. I mean, I, I didn't read all the stories today, but I read this um, thing that they had at the UN. Um, and I, I was going to Google it and see if I could find more information, but I didn't have time before the show. And, uh, but they, they, they were doing something about um, how the UN had voted that... Uh, and I guess the United States uh, did not vote for it, and it was about um, about like putting gay people to death, or you know, and like there are certain countries that still do those kind of things, and it's just stupid and heartbreaking and sad and and crazy. So I guess I should have. Uh, let me see, and you and. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, it says, U.S. votes against U.N. resolution condemning gay sex death penalty. So that's lovely. Um, and it says, the U.S. is just one of 13 countries who voted against the United Nations resolution condemning the death penalty for having gay sex. Although the vote passed, America joined countless countries such as China, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia in opposing the move. The Human Rights Council resolution condemned the imposition of the death penalty as sanction for specific forms of conduct such as, uh, and this long list, adultery and consensual same-sex relations. It attacked the use of execution against persons with mental or intellectual disabilities, people below 18 or age at the time of the commission of the crime, and pregnant women. It expressed serious concern that the applicant of the death penalty for adultery is disproportionately imposed on women. The U.S. supported two failed amendments put forward by Russia, which stated the death penalty was not necessarily a human rights violation and that this is not a form of torture, but it can lead to it in some cases. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. So um, I heard about that, and I was like, bullshit. Okay. Um, so I just thought that was insane. Insane. Um, let's see. Okay, everybody's going crazy today. I put a post, um, uh, I put a post on the Facebook today about a crazy question that I got asked during a interview today. Um, and it was about, um, the, the very first question was, if you woke up in the morning 
and you realize that you had an elephant in your backyard, what would you do? And I thought it was a rather bizarre question. And so I decided, and obviously what they wanted to do is to see how you would think off the top of your head. And because you're, you're, you're thinking about different things. Um, and uh, and I, I, of course, I posted this on Facebook and I got a bunch of responses and I thought some of them were quite uh, hilarious and I thought I would share some with you. Uh, one person wrote, build him a shelter and keep him forever. Would be awesome to nip to the shop for a pint of milk on my elephant. Another person wrote, uh, rub my eyes to make sure I was seen correctly. B, panic, how am I going to clean up the dung? Uh, feed it some hay and get a shovel ready for the poop. Uh, take a photo, call the media, call animal control, and call the cops. Uh, another person was, go buy some hay and a big bag of peanuts. I'd name him George. <laughs> George, George, the elephant. Uh, another person wrote, priorities would be notifying authorities via 911, safeguard people by denying access to the yard for them, and avoid startling the elephant. Um, the other one I thought was, the, the one I thought was the funniest comment was, uh, well, <laughs> was, ask him if he made coffee since he was the first one up. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um, another one wrote, to make sure it's okay first, then make friends with it. I'd call Mosley, hurry to the nearest pet store, ask him if they have 700 pounds of elephant food, just to see the look on their face. Then rush to get pumpkins and apples to feed it. Then call the media and ask everyone who's missing an elephant. And then the wonderful Lauren, uh, la 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 Lauren, she wrote, uh, I would go do cuddles for sure. Uh, and then she said I would name him Pickles. <laughs> so I thought that was good. Uh, one person said, I'd go back to sleep, get more peanuts. Why are you asking this mess question? Um, another person says, as an HR professional perspective, this has to be the top of the stupidest questions ever in interviewing list. Unless you're applying for at the zoo, this question has zero to do with work aptitude. Um, and the one person said, I, I like that type of question. I've always worked in a small offices and, and want to hire for personality and talent. Um, and it says, no one has the talent to get an imaginary elephant out of the room, not world, real world scenario. Uh, another person says, I would be excited because I must be staying at the Wild Kingdom Resort in Disney. Uh, another person says, well, my first thought was, damn, how much did I drink last night? But that's not the type of thing you want to reveal in an interview. <laughs> uh, and there's a bunch of different things. It says, is this before or after my post-sleep pee? Um, call the zoo and ask if they lost an elephant. Um, ask, yeah, that's the one I read to you already um, about if it made the coffee. Um, call animal control and check on the well-being of the elephant. Then, of course, be able to take a selfie with it. Um, and then one person said, well, how did you answer? And I, well, basically I said, I'd call the cops and get it safely out of there because my backyard is really small and I don't want them to knock my house over. <laughs> and it's probably not the most creative answer, but oh well. And I have to tell you folks that, see, I was told that, see, this was an internal type of, uh, there's a new program that they're implementing and it was ability to, you know, maybe... Uh, you'd get to work with some of the different supervisors and they would kind of be a mentor so that they could help you uh, become, you know, maybe um, manager of material in the future. So if a position came up that you would be 
eligible for it. So it's kind of an, a training program to do that. So I, I applied and I got called back and I said, yes, uh, they could do an interview. And then I was told it was going to be today. And then they said, oh, one person is going to, um, you know, contact you on Skype. And and then the next thing I know, um, the little thing pops up and I hit accept. And next thing you know, there's five people uh, sitting there staring at me. And I'm like, oh, hello, good morning. You know, and so it was just kind of awkward at first. I was like, wow, I wasn't, you know, expecting that. And and then their internet connections kept going in and out. And uh, we lost a couple of the people. And then they kept adding and back and forth and in and out. And so it was kind of crazy. And I was just like, wow, this is insane. And then they, asked, they did ask some general questions like, well, if you were a manager and uh, had a conflict with a couple of people, what would you do? And I gave them the answer. Then they said, well, um, of the different managers that you've had, uh, who did you look up to and why? And so I, I gave them a good answer to that. Um, and then there's this one part where, you know, they asked about what, what is it that helps get you motivated or what do you do to, for self-improvement? And I talked about, well, since I'm in the vehicle all the time and I'm driving and I have a lot of time behind the wheel that I like to be more productive with my time. And I listen to um, audio books and I listen to books about sales and about leadership and managing and stuff like that, which I do. And I, I just feel that it's important to keep learning and keep training yourself and because no matter what you do especially in sales there's so many different aspects of it and how you can approach people and how you can talk to people and how you can ask questions and how you can get the information from them without being like an interrogator and stuff like that so just you know basic people skills and i'm always constantly doing that so and i even mentioned this one author that i like and uh, his name is brian tracy and I mentioned how years ago I listened to his one book called Mac Maximum Achievement. And I ended up doing over a million dollars in sales. And I was um, I was an inside sales rep years ago at this one company. And I did a million dollars. And it had never been done before. And I think that book really helped me really create a plan and, and structure. And I was able to achieve it. So the guy was like, what was his name? And he was writing down the title. And the funny thing is the one... One of the other gentlemen says, yeah, you need to read that book, Dan. You know, so it was kind of funny how um, how they were joking with one another. And I don't know. I just felt like, could you tell me when you do an interview with people and you don't know? I didn't know any of these people. And I just felt really kind of caught off guard. And, I, and then when I got the elephant question and I was just like, what the hell is going on? And so I just felt a little like awful. But then when I did answer some of the questions... And I would look at the people and I would see them nodding and smiling or if I made a joke, they would laugh. And so so maybe I'm overanalyzing myself, but uh, I just thought it was really kind of weird. And then when my boss texted me, he said, well, how did you do? And I said, and I, I, I just told her, I said, I, I just felt nervous. And uh, so we'll see. But if I don't get it, it's not going to break my heart. I'm telling you right now. Because um, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of more traveling and having to go to Chicago and be in some meetings and stuff. And there, there's sometimes I would love to be able to do that, be in a manager position and do these kind of things. But then there's another part of me is like, I kind of like doing what I'm doing. You know, I have control over it. I can do what I want. And, you know, that's the important thing. Um, let's see. Um Oh, one person, uh, Moose P, the the fabulous Moose P, who I adore, uh, he said, call the zoo. 
another person said, shoot, it's orange arse. Another person says, my answer would be, thank you for the time, but I'm going now. Interviews run both ways, and I feel this question gets me right some insight onto whether this employer's management style hinges on whatever happens to be on the latest best-selling business book. Another person said, I would wonder what stupid Alabama fam had left their mascot at my house. Um, another person says, I'd order another ounce of whatever strain I was smoking when I went to bed last night. Um, another person says, assuming I had a porch, I would just sit and talk to the elephant and find food to feed the elephant. So there's a lot of fun answers. So if you'd like to be part of the fun, go to my post. Uh, it was seven hours ago on a Tuesday, and you can be part of my lovely thing. There you go. La, la, la. Oh, by the way, if you're looking for a crazy, fucked up outfit, like a suit and a tie and something for Halloween, you want to look totally rad, um, go to your local Kohl's, because uh, on Sunday, uh, Roger and I went to Kohl's, and we saw this horrible, ugly suit, and I took a picture, and it looks like something straight out of the 80s, and they had like one for Star Wars, they had uh pac-man and they're like normally like 99 120 dollars for the outfit and they had them for 40 dollars and everybody was like oh my god i love it that's great you know and i'm like it's stupid stop it so um anyway so there you go there you go ladies and oh by the way um uh and i i didn't talk too much about it yet but um i wanted to let you know that Roger and I, we are going on our honeymoon, and uh, we're leaving uh, on this Friday, and we're going to Chicago, and then we're and the, then on Saturday morning we're gonna get up, and we're gonna take the shuttle to the Aeropuerto, and we're gonna be flying to New York, and uh, we are flying. FC, uh, which is first class. Um, we decided to spoil ourselves. So we're flying first class to New York on Delta. And hopefully they'll get us there. And then uh, we're going to get on a little shuttle. And then we're going to get on a big boat. And uh, what do two gay men go on? They go on a cruise by the cruise line called Princess Cruise Lines. Yay! And uh, we're going to be doing uh, the Canada and the New England excursions. And uh, so we're going to be going to New York. And then the first stop is going to be in Newport. And then we're going to be going to Boston. And then we're going to go to Bahaba. And then we're going to go to St. John. And then we're going to go to Halifax. And then from Halifax... Then we'll be heading right back to New York. So we'll be back on the 14th. And then we'll be flying back um, to Chicago. So yay! So we're really super duper excited. And it's getting closer and closer. And uh, we're like yay! And at first we thought the weather was going to suck. It was like going to be in the mid 60s and stuff. Uh, but I've checked it lately. Hopefully it's still the same, but it's going to be like 75, 78 on um, Saturday in New York. So I'm hoping as we keep going in that eastern direction that I hope that it continues to be nice. I haven't looked at the weather lately, so I'm hoping that we be good, um, but we shall see. But uh, we've got a bunch of uh, 
show our excursions planned and uh, we're going to do a bunch of things in those neck of the woods and one of them is going to be like a whale watching thing we're going to get on a boat and go out and hopefully see some whales and hopefully they're not going to jump up and you know flap their tail and kill everybody but <laughs> anyway so we'll see but it's uh we're we're very excited and uh we'll see my one friend who i work with uh she has like a part-time travel agency thing so she booked it and she took care of everything the airfare um you know the insurance the transportation everything so you don't have to worry about anything at all and we also now one other thing i did want to let people know that if you have any plans on traveling anytime soon via the aerial planes um they have this thing called uh, tsa pre um and what you do is you go on the website and you have to fill out an application online um i think and uh you fill it online and then you have to find a center uh that's close by to you and for me it's like an hour away so it happened to be in my territory it won't be in the future but it will be it was then so i went there and you have to have a passport and your driver's license and you know some other form of id and so i went there and it it took like maybe 15 minutes and they had to pay a fee i think like 85 dollars and what it does then is it lasts for five years and then when you go to the airport and instead of going through security, um, you you get that number that's assigned to you, uh, put it on all your airline frequent flyer things. And so then when they print your ticket, it has that number on it. And then you just bypass the security. So you don't have all the lines and at all. So this is the first time that Roger and I have had, had this. And so we're really anxious to see um how it goes and you know and i don't know what time we should be at the airport um considering we have this so um so i'm hoping that it'll be nice and we don't have to take our shoes off take our belts off you know go through our bags take all the laptops and all that stuff out so hopefully uh it'll be cool and we'll like it and then since we're flying first class we decided to pay the extra money uh but it was i was really shocked i thought the first class was going to be like outrageously expensive uh but uh it was like maybe a hundred dollars more so i don't know what the hell happened uh but uh yeah so uh so we're gonna do that on the way there and on the way back so yay so and i haven't i've only flown first class one time and my boss my homophobic asshole of a boss had um gave me an upgrade and it was a short flight so it really wasn't that superb um okay let's see what the lovely chat room i hadn't looked at it for a while let's see oh the good humor penguin has been uh sick with a cold so i'm sorry to hear that uh, ghp i hope you get feeling better um and let's see um good humor pain says i was planning to be in las vegas on sunday leaving on wednesday but the week i canceled my plans due to my cold um my beloved father up in heaven told me not to go to vegas because something was going to happen there wow um i'm glad that uh you weren't in vegas so you would now good humor penguin would you have gone to that country thing at all or would you have avoided that do you know what hotel you're going to stay at i was just curious um 
So let me know where you if you if you can let me know. Um, um, and he said, uh, "Good humor says I could not sleep at all last night because of what happened in Vegas." Yes, it's horrific. Um, and good humor also said, "Name the elephant Dumbo and feed it peanuts." Um, let's see. Um, David said, "The point of those kind of questions is to see how you'd approach an unusual situation." Well, then that my answer was pretty gosh darn boring then. Um, and oh, by the way, good humor, it's, it's ironic that you said the the love boat. Um, I thought I found out that the the ship that we're going on um, was actually you know when they take a bottle of champagne and they I, I'm going to say the name wrong but they christen it or whatever the hell they call it. Well, the actual cast, the surviving cast members of the love boat were actually the ones who did that you know they they did it to that ship so that we're going to be on so i thought that was kind of uh interesting so there you go and uh, oh by the way here's some facts and information for you that i thought was interesting it says facts about the cruise ship that we'll be going on next week it took three million man hours to build the ship for its construction uh, they use 37,000 tons of steel. Uh, just to give you an idea, uh, 12,000 tons of steel were used for constructing Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles. So that's basically three times the, the amount of steel. Uh, the paint to use the vessel was 95,000 gallons, which is two times more than the quantity consumed for the Golden Gate Bridge annually. And also the electrical cables wiring the whole vessel as are long uh, 2,484 miles, which is enough to link New York with L.A. So I thought that was pretty incredible. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, the other kind of sort of important thing that happened in the last few weeks since I did a show was that we, you know, the United States was hit with uh, another... You know, horrible hurricane and Puerto Rico was basically wiped out. And and Trump says, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. And uh, those people need to get off their asses and take care of themselves. So, P.S. Trump is an asshole. Um, and I don't know if you heard what he said today. He goes, well, you know, uh, when Katrina hit, you know, uh, thousands of people died. But here you only, what, had 16 or 17? That's not bad. You guys did good. I'm like... So, uh, you know, he's an idiot. Okay, he's an idiot. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, one other thing uh, for all my geeky Star Trek fans um, that are out there. Of course, many of you know that uh, the end of September was the start of uh, Star Trek Discovery on CBS. And they showed the first episode. And then they showed the other two episodes on the CBS All Access. And, of course, a lot of people were bitching and pitching a fit and uh, complaining about it. And I just want you to know, folks, that I am not a big uh, Star Trek nut. Um, Roger loves Next Generation. My other friend loves the original Star Trek. Uh, Another friend loves all the Star Treks. And then another friend, um, you know, loves most of them. And so it was just funny. So here I am watching this. Uh, with Roger and uh, and I have to say that I really really enjoyed it and especially this last episode episode three was amazing so if you haven't bit the bullet and got CBS All Access 
or you're going to just wait till the season's over and then they'll I'm sure they're going to release the DVDs but I definitely would recommend you do it uh, because I think it's really good and the other thing I loved about um, CBS All Access is that you do get to get you know other shows but they're all from CBS but but I, I I don't mind spending the money for it because I like you know like The Good Wife I like um, you know watching older seasons of The Big Brother or Survivor and you know in some of these other shows so you know I don't mind you know paying the extra money but you know obviously if you don't or don't want to then obviously um, you know you don't need to but you know because eventually you know it's going to be released on DVD or maybe you can get it on demand or iTunes or whatever but uh, we'll see um Oh, I, I just got an alert on my Apple Watch that says Russia linked Facebook ads specifically target Michigan and Wisconsin, two swing states vital to Trump's victory last year. So there you go. So that's interesting. Um, like, wow. So, it, it and you know, that whole thing with Russia and the investigation, the election, and then Hillary Clinton has her book out now and she's just basically going after all these people and uh, I, I just I just wish we could you know I just wish we wouldn't feel I mean so many people just feel so depressed and sad and anxious especially because the yam is opening his mouth every day and you know and doing all the stuff with North Korea and you know I'm afraid one of these days we're going to have World War 3 and you know, and all that crap. So it's just depressing, and then having what happened in Vegas, and uh, you know, and then you know, Tom Petty. You know, one minute they he said he died, and then he didn't die, and then CBS said we're wrong, and then he you know, unfortunately he passed away later that evening. So it, it's just been a rough last few days, that's for sure. Um, and. Oh, and then, okay, another thing I want to tell you about I didn't get into um, was I had a, a few little things, a little health issue, and I was going to get into that real quick because I only got about 15 minutes left, so I just want to tell you real quick. Um, but what happened is, uh, see, years ago I went to my regular doctor, and, you know, every now and then you do a physical and you do the blood work and stuff. Well, they have this thing with the patient portal, and you can go in and look at your record and you can see all the notes and, you know, maybe if, like, if you're on a medication or, or results of that, you can go in and look and get your lab results and stuff like that. Well, a little while ago, I happened to be looking at um, uh, my account, and all of a sudden it said something about having hypothyroid. And I thought, well, I don't remember the doctor ever saying anything about it or doing anything about it. And, and so what happened is uh, last Wednesday and last Friday – um, I was just home with Roger and we were watching TV after we had dinner and we're just watching, you know, some of the normal shows that we watch. It's not like it's, you know, super intense and, you know, and all this stuff. And all of a sudden I just noticed that my heart rate was going way up and then we go back down and go way up and go back down and go way up and go back down. And it was just driving me crazy and it lasted for several hours. And so I was getting a little freaked out. And then Thursday it didn't do anything at all. And then Friday, again, we got home and we had dinner and we were watching TV and doing laundry and, you know, the gay agenda stuff. And all of a sudden, my heart rate was going up and down and up and down. But it wasn't going on as long as the other one. But And the thing is, I had my Fitbit 
and it has a heart rate monitor on it and so it was measuring all that stuff and it was just going up and down and up and down and up and down and i was getting you know freaked out about it so i called and i tried to go to my doctor well he wasn't in and so they talked to the nurse practitioner and the other doctor and they said have him go in and you know do some lab work and then we want him to come in the next day so i did um and because the wait for the results and then i then when i got to the doctor they had me do an ekg they uh you know did like you know chest of my heart and blood pressure and all this stuff and everything was normal they did the ekg everything was normal um i haven't had any of the heart palpitations since then uh but i just showed him the charts because that was one thing i i loved about the fitbit app is that you can actually pull up the day you can click on that link and it will show you so it's really great information if you are having anything like this because you can say, I, you know, it's one thing to tell the doctor this, but when you can physically show uh, the results, now granted how accurate it is, you know, I don't know, but it was at least some good information I could show to them. And he looked at it and he goes, he goes, well, with hypothyroid, I thought that meant your thyroid was your lower number and that you don't think he didn't think that heart palpitations had anything to do with it but then i talked to several people and i have several friends and family uh that have this as well and they said that they've had heart palpitations with it so um so he said well normally with you don't put you put you on medicine for the hypothyroid uh and when you initially find out you just want to you know wait a while and see how you do uh, but there was just some days I just felt so exhausted and I just felt really run down and uh, and it wasn't because of work and stuff and it wasn't because of exercise because some days I'm like feeling great and I go for walks and I'm doing amazing and I'm super duper wound up and hyper like Sunday morning I was talking to Roger and he's like Jesus how many cups of coffee do I need to match up to you because you're like wound up and then we had French toast and then the rest of the day I felt like shit so I I don't know it just it just it's just really weird how some days I'm feeling great and then other days I just feel like someone like sucked out all the energy out of me and I just feel really exhausted so when I told him all that he says well what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put you on a very low dose of this medication and then of course he he prescribed this generic which then i'm talking to all these friends that are on the same stuff that they have to take the um the name brand stuff because they said the name brand stuff is better than the generic so now i don't know i don't know if i should call the doctor back and say hey should i um you know switch but uh roger and some other people said well just keep taking it and then when you go in for your follow-up at the end of the month uh, you know, just see what he says and, and go from there. But I did find another doctor uh, in the area that specializes with the thyroid. And so if I feel like my doctor, my general doctor is kind of like, well, I don't know, um, then I think I'm going to maybe um, go see that other doctor uh, just to be safe. Let's see. Uh, the Good Humor Penguin says, Have lots of fun with your honeymoon travels and be safe. Yay. Uh, David says, For whatever reason, I always get pulled aside for the pat down. Yeah, David, you like getting molested by the security people. Um, and he says, And he didn't buy me dinner first. Okay, and then Good Humor Penguin says, I would have stayed at the Luxor, but I would not attend the country music event, but I have seen other shows inside of another hotel, but I would be going back to the hotel by the time... 
that happened. Um, oh, uh, David also wrote about the Star Trek. He says, I am a Star Trek fan, but I refuse to see it behind a paywall. Well, be that way. Uh, but I got to tell you, folks, and I also heard that from some people, I don't know how to do this, but they said that if you can get on a VPN in another country or somehow get on Netflix from another country, that they're showing the Star Trek show on there. But I don't know how you do that. I don't do that kind of thing, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, so there you go. But um, anyway, oh, one other thing I did want to tell you about that I thought was really interesting is that um, there's a politician whose name is Ray Moore, and he is the conservative front runner. Uh, to in this race to fill in Jeff Sessions' Senate seat in Alabama. Okay, and uh, well, this guy, um, this Roy Moore, because he beat the person who, um, who um, our lovely Trump was promoting. Um, I think his last name was Strange, and well, he lost to this Roy Moore. Well, this Roy Moore said that homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes. And uh, but then it says, oh, he's charming, but just how disconnected is more from the rest of America? And it says, well, not maybe not as much as you would think, and certainly not as much as you hope. It turns out a Gallup polling has been monitoring the shifting public opinion on whether gay sex should be criminal act in the United States since the 70s. The Washington Post dug up the data and shows the Fifth American still to this day believe that gay relations should be against the law. And it's like, what? Um, some interesting takeaways. The narrow margin of acceptance in the 70s was thrown into a turbulent regression in the 80s with the rise of HIV AIDS. Um, it says, also for a brief moment, just before Moore's comments, more Americans polled thought same-sex relations should be illegal than they did legal. This isn't the 1950s we're talking about. It's 2004, as the graph shows. However, the trends toward acceptance is clear as day. And so they're, you know, they're just showing. And then they're also talking about the different uh, parties, like with Democrats versus Independents versus Republicans. Um, and it says the numbers get even worse when you look at strong Republicans. And they're just showing this chart. And it's, you know, and they're saying that it's always wrong. And it's a pretty high percentage, like 65%. And it's kind of like, yeesh. So I just saw that and I thought that was kind of bizarre. So it's like, yeesh. So it just shows you folks that no matter what, we have a long way to go. Okay, we are long way to go. That's all they say to you. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, by the way. Oh, my God. I just saw this thing. Uh, Sam Smith is kissing this uh, young actor. His name is uh, Brandon Flynn. He's in a show called 13 Reason Why on, I guess, Netflix. Um, and there's a photo of him kissing the guy and the guy looks the young guy i mean sam smith i don't know how sam smith is uh but uh let's see um let me see um i don't know 
I don't know. Let's see. Let's see how much Sam Smith age. Okay, Sam Smith is 25 years old. And Brandon Flynn. Let's see. And Brandon Flynn is very young and cute. Okay. A. Whoops. Oh, he's 23. But he looks like he's 17 or 16. So. Cradle Robert? Okay. Um, but anyway. Well, I wish them all the best. Oh. Um, oh, it's a. Oh. Oh, well, maybe it's not. It says. Um, It says, by complete coincidence, Smith recently released a new track, Too Good at Goodbyes, on September 8th, 2017. It's been a long while since I put any music out, he said, of the song, and I feel that this is the first single that sets the tone of what's to come. The song is about me in a relationship that I was in, he revealed recently in Beats 1. I think I'm even more single than I was when I released The Lonely Hour. I'm insanely single. And he goes, well, it looks like that may no longer be the case. So there you go. So he's dating this young thing, Brandon Flynn. So if you don't know what he looks like, uh, just Google. Or I can, for those in the chat room, I will copy and share with you. Ooh, this is exciting. Yay. Okay, there we go. Um... So we only have a few minutes left. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye a little early. And But I want to thank you uh, for all the people that are listening right now. And I really appreciate it. And you guys rock. And I really wish you all the best. And so I want you to think some happy, super duper happy thoughts as we make our flight to New York on Saturday. And uh, pray that the everything goes well. And we have wonderful weather. And we eat too damn much. And uh, all that good stuff. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to tell you that I thought was hysterical is that on the cruise, uh, you can do all these like pre-booking things. Like they have a thing where you can have soda for the day, you know, as many sodas as you want uh, throughout the day, and it costs eight dollars and five cents per day. So it's fifty-six dollars for the week. Um, you had to pay for every day. And then the other funny thing is they have a thing with booze, and you can get certain drinks like wines and mixed drinks and beers and sodas and coffee and you know and all this stuff, and that's all included. But they want fifty-seven dollars a day. So if you're, of course, if you're a raging alcoholic, then of course that probably would be a bargain for you. So if it's fifty-seven dollars a day, that's seven days, it'd be four hundred dollars just for that. So there you go. So if you're a raging alcoholic, then it would probably be a big deal. But if you're not like me, you know, I have occasional drink, glass of wine, then it's not worth it. But it was $57. So it's crazy. So anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to go. You take care. Have a wonderful one. Remember a crazy redhead who's married and launch it. And I wish y'all the best. And I will talk at y'all when I get. Oh, so by the way, if you, I will not have a show next week uh, because I will be on the boat and I'm not paying the outrageous internet charges for that. So that ain't going to happen. So, David, if you want to do your show early or longer or whatever the hell you want or somebody else wants to, um, they can. And then I'll be back on the 
Let's see. I'll be back on the 17th, and I'll tell you all about the cruise. So thank you very much, and you take care, and I love you, people. Bye-bye. 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 B